When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, roar. So come down to the den, if you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport, with seven of the best, for your chance to win a million pounds. you with the great <laughs> news that Millwall have broken their transfer music and it calls for uh, <laughs> that's right we had to be I mean we, we you know those divine messages they've been working <laughs> they have I prayed for several weeks several weeks Nick and it's finally happened finally seven figures seven Amazing. figures I can only think that's one million father <laughs> seven seven figure sum there's, there's a million that you, you haven't spent before, and it's it's true divine intervention. It reminds me of that Suarez Arsenal bid, fifty million and one pound. It was probably one million. <laughs> was and it one forty million or fifty million? It was forty million. Four, forty million one pound. Forty yeah. million and one. When one million and one it, pound quite, for Bradshaw. You're just yeah. like, what are you doing? But one million pound, Millwall have finally broken that transfer record. I'm quite sad to well, see it go. We will on January the first because it's a loan oh, completion. Oh, so it's still. Paul Goddard's record still is arguably You intact. never know, they might cancel it. They might cancel the deal at some point. Yeah, sorry, Father, you was a bit premature there. Sorry. Don't say that to me, lads. I'll, I'll, I'll never pray for you again. Story of your life being a bit premature, isn't it, Father? Anyway, move on. <laughs> hey, it's after nine. It's Friday night. It's, it's the post-watershed. It's, it's, it's your Millwall we can, we can say this stuff. With uh, Ashton Millwall joining us this evening, Nick Hart. All right, pal. Greetings, London. Oh, Greetings, pal. world. And uh, young Mickey Avery. We keep seeing each other. We do. 
We do twice in a week. Lucky yeah, you. it's getting a bit romantic now, mate. I'm not really enjoying it. <laughs> but you uh, don't invite me to Armands, do you? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, just just a, a notable absentee. It's Harry Warren. <clears throat> Big shout out to Harry. He's working yeah. the, uh, the the night shift, uh, yeah. keeping our motor industry going before Brexit. Put them tyres on the right <laughs> way, Harry. Devastates yeah. it. <laughs> well, 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 I heard it was he's still recovering from the bender from uh, Tunnicliffe's gold uh, yeah, <laughs> that he was celebrated a bit. <laughs> yeah, a bit too, uh, bit too, bit bit too well. He celebrated it. Um, <laughs> right, where where do we start? Well, we start, I think, with the uh, the news of Tom Bradshaw signing. It is it is a notable moment in Mill history. Um, we've mentioned it how many times ever since we started doing the show, Aaron, that the the old tra- uh, transfer record Rose. was Paul Goddard, nineteen ninety eight hundred something thousand. I just did a check, didn't I, Michael, about mm. today's value that the Goddard transfer in today's prices would actually be closer to two million. So each Goddard goal in nineteen ninety actually did cost Mill Football Club in today's prices one million pound, a million pound goal two of them so yeah it's a moment it's a big it's a big moment in mill history um yeah, I, th- I think we made a good deal there i, well, I like bradshaw I, I, I don't think people realize sort of how big a thing it is for millwall to actually finally break that because we've had oh. some some really good players over the years like if, <clears> if they've come from you for we have or the example of say like a steve morrison in his prime and yeah. he was nowhere near 800 thousand when we bought him we have also made some wild miscalculations when it comes to parting with money though. that's that's almost a downfall of Mill. i'm thinking back to the likes of joe tessam in 2004 under dennis wise which i think he cost us about four or five hundred thousand pounds and was absolute um you know not very good yeah and um i i think we've traditionally been a club that doesn't spend money and i think rightly so so it is a bit of a gamble but i think bradshaw he looks like the real deal so i don't think it's that much of a gamble mm. you know and, oh, yeah. and one million nowadays is is you know is part of the course mm. isn't it it's, uh, you know prices prices generally are such that um this doesn't look like such a such a risky deal and i think with bradshaw as well wasn't he he wasn't he captain the last game he played for barnsley like they were they were literally seemed to be trying to do everything <coughs> to keep hold of him you know we'll even give you the armband they know. wanted to keep him yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i mean he's, he's, i mean we we said that there nick didn't we like, like even last year we were saying how good he was and that was in a barnsley yeah. team that was struggling very good player yeah i've, I've been a huge fan. i remember last season was it the free one at home yeah. when it was, it was basically him, he just tore us apart. Didn't it? I mean, the thing is now, I'm joking about the old days and the way with deals we've made and some of the players we've signed. Josh McCoy, I'm thinking back to him, I think yeah, he, he cost yeah. us money. Yeah. 500,000. <clears> it was awful. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the, the major difference between now and back then is that the quality of the recruitment team is such that we're, we're not punting on unknown quantities. We've done a lot of research. Bradshaw's a proven striker, we know all about him already. So. Yes, this does. Yes, listeners, this does feel like a good deal. So celebrate, crack open the uh, the cans of Stella yeah. across the globe. Or other beverages, which or are other also beverages. Available. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't endorse necessarily alcohol. No. On this I show. don't know what your your choice of beverage is, Nick. Um, I'm a cup of tea man, actually. <laughs> a nice strong cup of tea with one sugar, thank yeah. you. Bovril. Are you doing one? The green room here, listeners, is awful. <laughs> <laughs> the green room's white. We haven't even got it painted. Um, yeah, in the championships, Middlesbrough nil, West Bromwich Albion nil, 66 gone at the Riverside Stadium. West Brom with some excellent chances. Dwight Gale has, uh, hasn't quite been on form. And considering they knocked seven past QBR yeah. uh, last week, you would have thought they would have found their uh, shooting boots somewhat, West Brom. But no, they're being held by a, a decent Tony Pulis Middlesbrough side. He's really, uh, is it Darren, Darren Moore, is mm. the uh, West Brom manager? He's really lively them up. I think mm, he's got them playing really some well, nice man. stuff. Mm. Um, so they're going to be an interesting team this season. You can't not like him. 
Darren no. Moore, you can't, you no. just can't not like him. And um, I, I do think they looked the part this season. So any any team that can score, you know, that liberal that's nil nil at the moment, um, are going to be in for chance. And QPR look on the rocks, don't they? Um, seven goals conceded and, and not looking like they're um, in with a shout at all. But with that though, is that? I mean, I know McLaren does get does get criticism from certain quarters and, so, and he doesn't seem to have done it at any club except for what well, his first set of spell at FC20 but what a drive it, in Middlesbrough uh, yeah yeah League Cup yeah true but <clears> I mean <throat> is it is it McLaren's fault or is it because I mean it seems to have been like this with QPR for a couple of seasons now he's a bit, good coach I mean down. I think it's easy to take the mickey out of Steve McLaren but I mean he does have pedigrees he has been to some you know some some big clubs and he's, he's, he's but as a coach rather than a manager I think so I think maybe that's his downfall so um, you know no one likes to see um, well actually we do like to see QPR on yeah. the rocks though <laughs> the, funny, the funny thing is the funny thing yes, is, is and, I, and I really want our producer Barry to come on and and reinforce this point um you just utilized the word pedigree, pedigree. and that's a, that's a word that i i used when when i found out that you know mclaren had been appointed by qpr and i was mocked somewhat well, he's uh, an england yesterday. manager manchester united coach yes uh, the manager he did, he did was, quite well at derby in there for, when he was there for their first spell didn't he, he so did okay. it was all right yeah, yeah <laughs> so he's, he's not the slouch that um these results i mean you only judge by your results i do get that but um I mean, obviously, the England um, position dev- devastating. Umbrella sales tumbled after he left that job. I don't think he's he's a, he's probably a good assistant. I don't. I mean, he was in the shadow of Alex Ferguson at Manchester United, and I, I don't. I think he lacks that tyrannical, yeah. um, my way or the highway type of approach. So um, he's he's a coach. That's he's yeah. not a manager. And I think he's probably a very nice bloke. I don't know anything of him other than what you pick up on TV. But he seems like a very reasoned mm. um, bloke and that's probably not <laughs> football management's not probably but not best suited to that kind of person and I know sometimes. he had that he had that spell at Wolfsburg where it didn't go particularly well for him but in the European game where they where they have coaches and then direct football who does the business yeah. it probably why he actually didn't do too bad I mean the, the second spell for FC20 wasn't great but I mean the reception he got when he went back to FC20 it was, it was phenomenal he, he put on that silly Dutch accent didn't he that was, yeah, that was, that was bizarre yeah. that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the start yeah. of the slippery slope isn't it Yeah. Um, so yeah um, Steve McLaren but um, no I do think West Brom are going to be contenders Middlesbrough also fancy and I think you know although we made them look um, poor despite the two draw on opening day I think they're going to be contenders too. So I, I just think Pulis knows his way around. He knows. He know. He knows how to negotiate those leagues. Then he, he does. He knows exactly mm. what he's doing. Old uh, TP. Eleven minutes past nine. We're going to be looking back at uh, a week in uh, in in the life of a Millwall fan. Next on Love Sport. <laughs> Yes, Love Sport Radio, good evening, 12 minutes past nine. Let's look back at uh, a week in Millwall uh, history, and of course, last weekend it was Millwall Derby. versus Derby at the Den, a lovely uh, afternoon Did out. you enjoy your pie, man? It was, it was delightful. Do you know, can I just say, the whole afternoon, the whole day was just, <laughs> it was just brilliant. It, it was a good win um, over a team that's... You'd, again, you'd, you'd think they should be fancy to, to be in, in the mix at the end of the season. Um, so I thought it was a good performance overall. Again, we just had this thing of letting it slip a little bit toward the end, didn't we, Mike? It's uh, such a shame because um, after the game, I was at the, before the before the Chef Wednesday game, but we'll touch on that shortly. But I said that if you look at the first 87 minutes of the Middlesbrough game and the first 45 minutes of that Derby game, if you showed that to someone, they would go, Mill aren't even going to lose a game, let alone they'll be near the top 10. They will not lose a game because we made an expensive and experienced Derby team look very, very average and and very poor at a point. And, I mean, Richard Keogh, um, 
the 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 centre half. It was Richard Keogh, wasn't it? Uh, centre yeah. half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's he's played in. He, an international footballer Scott Carson goal Scott Carson goalkeeper. goal you know and Scott Malone at left back yeah, who, who's got we know the about. experience we yeah. know about they looked really bog standard average and but once again I'm not sure what happens I think it's just that we we put so much effort and energy in the, the opening half or the opening hour of a game that it just seems to burn out slightly it's, it's it? Fulham syndrome the, the, the big game last season yeah, when it, everything gets thrown at got thrown at Fulham that night um, you know the kitchen sink everything you name it's going in there and there's a little bit of that this season that um, we either have to maintain that level and I don't suppose you probably can over 90 um, or we've got to start taking some of our chances and I, I guess that comes back to the Bradshaw signing because we, we've missed a few chances yeah. last Saturday um, I mean last Saturday it could have been it could have been three or four yeah you should know, have been. it should have been three you or know four. Yeah. Lee Gregory I mean the, fir- the first one I think which which shot me was obviously Gregory not playing to the whistle and, and Steve Morrison was fuming yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he just stopped because he thought it was offside where he would have actually been yeah. on you know and it, 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 that would have been three and then there was the other one where there was the header and I think it was just a case of I think it was Morrison had to just stick it in the back of the net yeah. and he sent it wide or something yeah, like I that I how that happens I, oh. I but I've got to say I think Lee Gregory has been I've, we've said like he <coughs> weren't playing to the whistle and you know with our goal scoring but I think he's been excellent at the start of this season especially in the home games he's been the work that he puts he's in he's been superb but also you know, it was, you know the, it, it, was a, it was an audacious little back heel that got created the first goal yeah. I mean Cooper put it in in the end although he claimed it but to try it and to have a go it mm. takes confidence and it takes ability to, to make the right touch I just think that Lee Gregory's work rate and, and also his passing ability at times he's made some decent passing yeah. over, over time so you know I think we'd miss him if he wasn't there um, mm. I don't know who Bradshaw is in as, as a replacement for or an alternative to I mean you'd think probably Morrison Probably just through age and um, you know, but then what the, the stress of the season? But do, then do you drop your captain? You know, it, we don't want to. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to. Um, so I suppose Lee Gregory is, an, you know, Bradshaw Gregory for the same place. I, I don't know how it's gonna gonna work out. It's a nice nice problem to have, of course. Um, and the second goal was touch of fortune, I suppose, wasn't it? Sean Williams shot from the edge of the area. Mm. Took a bit. It took a big deflection. Yeah, but you, I mean, if you don't shoot, you don't get the great goal though. Like, you know, yeah. really just... At that point, I think Lampard was just like, oh, God. Well, it was... It's it was just, it, that sinking feeling arrived. Yeah, it was the den experience, wasn't it? You've come in there, it's been, fr- you know, from the very start, it's been frenetic, you're two goals down, and it the day doesn't look <laughs> like it's going to get any better at that point. It's maintaining that pace, it's maintaining that intensity, because that's our best when we play like that. We're as good as anyone. I mean, for in, in the first sort of, you know, I'd say 15 to 20 minutes, every time Derby got on the ball, the crowd were just insane. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like really getting on their backs and they struggled to get it out of their own half. You know, they'll be knocking it out of you know, out into touch and whatnot and, and the fans would just be going for it. and that was what you call a proper dead homecoming for Lampard. It's it's, <clears throat> it's interesting because I, I I take the point entirely. Um I think sometimes we get a bit spoiled and we forget what how good an atmosphere the den yeah. does create because it, to me at times it was it was all right i didn't think it was anything on the scale of the fulham night for example where i actually felt like i'd been in a uh, a motorhead gig afterwards you know the years the years were ringing afterwards um and i think we probably take it for granted a little bit just how good and how much of an impact the Millwall crowd makes because you just don't get that at other clubs no not at all i think derby were blown away by that in that first half you know mm. um, and the, the thing is as well one one thing as well that 
Lampard touched on after the game when he was saying, you know, I don't want to play the possession game, I want to play good football, everything like that. Millwall sometimes get accused of playing direct football and, you, you know, occasionally long ball, which you don't see often, if, if, as you know, Nick. Mm. But it's nice to know that, you know, we do try and play the ball through Savile, through um, Williams, try to play out wide to, to Wallace. But if that don't work, we do have the plan B of, you know, Cooper, you might have to play it over the top to Gregory to run yeah. on to, or you might have to play up top for Morrison. But if you look the way Derby played, they uh, at goal kicks, they sort of got in the, their defenders in the positions for short balls. They were getting marked or sort of blocked off, yeah. and then they were like, "Well, what do we do now?" That there isn't a plan B, and there seems to be an element of like that with the with the newer managers that they just, as as we've said before, mm. they just it's like, "Well, we can't play long ball." Well, at the end of the day, if it gets you three points, you've got to play long ball. I, I can't believe professional players can't play long ball. I mean, there is, <laughs> it, it, they can play whatever style you want to play. I it's mean, a tactic for a reason, of course, absolutely. But I mean, I, I don't get what. I don't get why it's the beautiful game to knock the ball around in triangles inside your own penalty and invite pressure on because I think it was the second goal came from an attempt to play the ball around inside the derby penalty and then the move broke down and you know um, a shot a shot followed um, so I don't get I don't understand why managers they must have really bought into this idea that the continental game is yeah, the, the pinnacle stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. and what is maybe a more traditional English style which is what we play mm-hmm. which is get the ball away from your danger area and into their danger area as fast as you can mm-hmm. exactly. I, I, I don't know it's, it's, it's an odd oddity um, I thought the crowd was, was a, a real factor um, although Frank didn't agree he said he's played in more hostile atmospheres than that so uh, <laughs> fair play if that's if that's the case I don't know um, overall I thought it was a great win and a good, a good way to start the season off for us so um, it was such a disappointment after that to you know flop up there at Hillsborough on Wednesday night was what a- was it all about I mean you know in fact you know what we'll have we'll have a full on debrief let's, yes, let's go for that. the full we'll, on I need debrief. to unburden myself you do I mean you just look like you need to get the ke- we'll get the kettle on you get the I'll kettle on I'll get the psychiatrist well. couch yeah in treatment with Aaron we've got one downstairs <laughs> I'm sure with a bit of like you know moving and pivoting we can get it up the stairs <laughs> we'll be fine we'll be absolutely fine 20 past 9 soft sport The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com from casinos to horses we've got it covered 7bestbets.com love sports official betting partner funny enough um, I know you know I'm just going to carry on the conversation from what we were talking about off mm. air which is obviously about you know Gareth Ainsworth and QPR and yeah. if they were to bin off Steve McLaren who would they bring in the fact of the matter is the club's rotten from the inside but you said that Mill always struggle against Wickham Wanderers we did. my last game I did whilst working with the club and whilst yeah. you know commentating for them was uh, Mill at the Den in the FA Cup really okay. yeah second round of the FA Cup yeah, yeah a couple of years ago a few years yeah, ago yeah, that's yeah. about three four years ago a while now. ago three, yeah. four seasons ago yeah 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 uh, I was yeah I can't remember what happened. Yeah, it was one-one. It was one-one. It was say we probably always a club we we never it never felt. It, it reminded me of Wimbledon old back in the eighties. You know the old Wimbledon. We, it was never a pretty game. We had never did well against Wimbledon, and Wickham fell into that kind of category. We just always it was always a grind. Mm. You know we never did well against them. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Let's look at the game against Sheffield Wednesday then. Mm. I mean, or could we, with the coverage on the red button, could we look at it? Well, that's not good. First thing. Well, I I I, I watched it because obviously it was the groundbreaking red button coverage of midweek Championship football on Sky. Um, and I know we've all got used to the um, the modern day HD quality, but the, the the standard of the picture. I mean, I know I'm getting old. 
you know, got glasses and, <laughs> you know, still, I can still remember 405 lines in black and white, but it was all I could tell. I've never been on Valium, but I, I understand it puts you a kind of a barrier between you and the world and everything's a bit fuzzy and... You know, it's like you're, it's like you're in the world, but you're not of the world, and that was what was watching, like watching Millwall. You, you, you weren't happy, mm. but you weren't. It was just it was, there was a game going with orange dots moving around, and I couldn't tell one player from another. Yeah, you couldn't even tell the numbers on the back of the shirt. So it was it was akin to a kind of a bad Valium trip. I think the thing, that, I imagine it. Yeah, the thing that got it for me as well was was it Bannon who scored the first goal? I believe it was. Yeah, he scored an absolute screamer, and even I was like, that's that's not a bad. Finish. No replay. No replay. <laughs> and then you saw Jordan Archer get it out of the back of the net, and someone walk it and pull it on the centre circle. It was like yeah. someone who stood at the back of the highest stand at Hillsborough with their mobile phone, called that the coverage. You know, it was it was that level wasn't it it, um, it was like the, the club owned DVD quality do you remember what we said outside when it was like dis- the despair yeah. to Donaghy DVD I did have a question for any any listening technical bods geeks out there um, on the red button can you can you broadcast on those red button channels in high definition or has it only got to be in um, mobile phone <laughs> iPhone 5 level from you know a few years Two, ago well, well, maybe one, maybe, one maybe three megapixel yeah maybe yeah. someone out there could tell us because but I, I, I think you can probably do it in, in HD and I'd like to know one who's signing Romeo was Romeo Alpha <laughs> Romeo Alpha is that yeah. his name Alpha. Yeah. I, know, I know we it, the, the picture wasn't very good we didn't seem to, seem to have a midfield at one point <laughs> I, 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 so it must have been pretty poor picture mustn't it because we surely had a midfield up there Aaron didn't we <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows with the quality of it I'll tell you what though it's that standard YouTube comment was this recorded on a potato <laughs> it's a standard like YouTube comment always you know you get it somewhere um, yeah I mean where did it go wrong bar the picture quality well you can't really tell I can't you, really you can really tell I could only hazard a guess that it was sh- the absence of Sean Williams in midfield made a big difference um, we understand Sean's got some kind of family issue so we send our uh, thoughts and best wishes to Sean um, but we did miss him in midfield. And Tunnicliffe, the controversial uh, Ryan Tunnicliffe question, um, I, well, many have, many have speculated he wasn't quite a replacement. What do you think, Michael? I like Tunnicliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harry. I've, I've I got, like Tunnicliffe. I've got a message from beyond beyond this world from Ford Motorworks that doesn't like Tunnicliffe <laughs> here. Um, I'm just going to read out Harry's um, tweet, his WhatsApp message to me. He said, you've got to read this out tonight. So um, I'm as good as my word. Someone posted a, a, a statistic. When when Ryan Tunnicliffe starts, um, Mills' win percentage is 21%. We only win one in five. We lose 46% nearly You know every other game. Um, when he doesn't start, <laughs> we win sixty percent or fifty nine percent, and we lose seven percent. Do you think that's linked? I don't. But what Harry seems to think it is. <laughs> Uh, and he also speculates on the the presence that Ben Thompson might have made on um, Wednesday night, where we lacked energy, we lacked passing ability in midfield, we lacked. He's, he's had an, an absolute cracking start to his, yeah. uh, his loan deal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's done well. Portsmouth, the thing yeah. is as well with Chef Wednesday, we haven't won there for like 13 years and some grounds you just no. can't get results out no matter how hard you try. But we didn't bring anything to the party. I mean, I, 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 we're, we're knocking Ryan Tunnicliffe and I, I feel that's slightly unfair he did get the goal. Mm. So He took it quite well. He and he did. took it well. So I'm sorry, Harry, but you know, we're not going to pin it all on Ryan Tunnicliffe's presence. Um, but we didn't, we, midfield didn't perform. I thought we looked very fragile in defence and up front, um, we looked bereft. So it was, it was a general failure. Every, everyone in the team, I think, has to take, take their, their, their medicine for that. I think it goes as well with the sort of Millwall 
expectation that when we are expected to do well in games, yeah. I'll, I'll, let's be honest, ultimately we, we, we don't sort of perform. I mean, Sheffield Wednesday had a lot of players out, you know, a lot of players who were injured or coming back from injury or hadn't featured in many games for whatever reason. And it, it's a bit akin to that Sunderland game, um, or Sunderland games, plural, mm. should I say, last season, where we were fancied to get the three points in both games and we got a two all and a one all. I think he he just doesn't doesn't sort of fit right for us to be the fancied side. No, you should never bet on Millwall. We always do the opposite to what you think yeah, we're going to do. Exactly. So coming off a great win against Derby, we're going to go up to Hillsborough mm. with a team with fire in its belly and what do we produce? It's It was like a, you know, a soporific performance. So um, hard to understand, hard to get my head around some of it because... There was there seemed to be no, everyone seemed to be on a, on, a, on an off night. Maybe the midweek trip to Sheffield didn't didn't fit the um, you know mm. fit the collective will. I don't know. We did liven up in fairness when Tom Elliott came into the game, and I I, I want to say well done to Tom Elliott. Cause he does get a slating, doesn't he? And I thought we actually looked livelier as soon as he came yeah. into the into the mix. We you know started to win headers, the flicks, mm. um, and Scalak also. I like the look of Scalak yeah, okay on the wing. Good goal. Lee Gregory created the goal, didn't he? Surge down the left and ball back across the box. Yeah, he did very well there, Lee Gregory. And then the, uh, you know, the, the cursed Tunnycliffe put it into the net. So, um, and we staged a bit of a comeback at the, at the end. So, you know, there was there was certainly something there to, to be got from the game by the end. We had a very unlucky chance. Was it Meredith? It's hard to tell who it was. <laughs> Someone did an overhead kick. Yeah, and it, it was Meredith or... Meredith. <laughs> and it stuck on the line and it was cleared and that, and that was that. So... That was the end of it all. Um, Neil Harris wasn't very happy afterwards. He's, he was, his words were quite, um, you know, quite harsh. Um, said it was the first time he hadn't been, well, hasn't been proud of the, or disappointed in the, in the collective there. Mm. It's quite unusual for him to speak Do you reckon they strongly. were knackered? Because let's be fair, after Saturday, they ran themselves into the yeah. ground. I, th- I think there is an element of it because ultimately we've been saying, especially for the uh, last season and, and the beginning of this one, Mill sides are, so easy to pick they pick themselves and I think there does become an element of where for whatever reason Neil Harris picks the same 11 obviously you know you don't change winning teams or teams who do well but it does become an element where you maybe do need to think you know someone someone might need a breather you know like Aidan O'Brien for example I think is a, a phenomenal player he's probably one of my favourite players at the club at the moment but Maybe for a game like Sheffield Wednesday, you you might need to put Skalak in, you know, just to just to give Aiden maybe a breather and fresh his legs up. Yeah, I mean Neil talks about the second goal being a joke of a goal, and that was straight from kick off, pretty much. There was a free kick on the left, wasn't there? Ball into the box, no one in defence doing doing their job, and simple slot home two 0 and then that really did, as manager says, give us a mountain to climb. So. I, I, I take the point that they might be fatigued in the sense of you can't maintain that intense style that we've we've mentioned, um, but I don't see there's any excuse for not being switched on at the first minute of the second half. You know, mm. these are professional players, professional athletes. You get maybe get tired from the midpoint onwards, but not um, not, not that early. Mm. And, and you know, the game was lost in that first half. You can't be tired in the first half and then turn it on at the end. It's, I, I just think it was one of those nights. Um, we do have an opportunity to go to Rotherham Sunday, Sunday 12.30. Yep. Thanks to the uh, South Yorkshire Police for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to follow, you know, I follow. I'm hoping I follow Aaron has HD quality and, and it's spick and span because it's like a pay, pay-per-view yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the fuzz... I saw on Sky, I read Button, which is also a pay-per-view service in a sense, isn't it? Anyway, um, so I'm going to follow it on that. Uh, you going up there, Michael? 
I won't be. Um, I'm uh, watching Lionesses on Sunday. Watching There you go. Mm. 9.31, we'll have the uh, opposition view next. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The opposition view on Love Sport. Time for the opposition view. Let's uh, talk to Joy from London Millers, the uh, Rotherham United supporters club based down here in the capital. Hi, Joy. Good evening, chaps. Great to have you on board. Thank you very much for joining us uh, once again. I'm here with Nick and uh, and Mike from the Millwall Fan Show. Um, first and foremost, you know what's it been like the opening uh, opening few weeks of a new season and a, another championship campaign one where you've bounced back from league one well it's been very exciting of course being back in the championship again i mean we're such a tiny club by comparison um you know but i mean a 5-1 tonkin at brentford didn't go down very well uh talking about goals being scored at the end and beginning of halves uh, we've had uh, two out of four games we've conceded in the 45th minute and three out of four games within the first five minutes of the second half. So we've got to sharpen up a bit. We haven't recruited uh, um, and what we have has been uh, from the lower leagues. So um, it is what it is. Um, we cut our coffee cloth accordingly and uh, we see how it goes along but I'm ever the optimist I mean we're everybody's favourite to go down but I mean hey who doesn't want to be in the fifth biggest league in Europe that sounds a bit like Millwall Joy doesn't it I mean uh, similar club in, in, in that respect resources are limited um, so you've got to find the, the diamonds in the rough from from below um, Rotherham have got quite a good track record in that way haven't they they've got, they've produced some good players over the years too bad. I mean, we don't tend to uh, build them up uh, from our academy, but there is improvement on that front. Uh, that's been improving over the last couple of years. Um, we do like bring, uh, well, Warren is bringing in young, hungry young men who've mm. been um, knocking around the lower leagues. Yeah. I mean, we, our, our average age, I think, is 24 or not much over. I mean, I think the oldest player is our captain, Richard Wood. 
and there's not many um, in the late 20s even so you know we're a very young squad what's Rotherham's style like is it a passing style or do you get the ball forward like we do quickly it used to be passing well it was passing last year Um, it's a bit of a mix and match at the moment I think they're just trying to find what fits in you know sort of fitting the the right place to the right positions, the right formations, etc. I think ideally they would like to knock it around in the little triangles, but unfortunately, because the uh, uh, players in the championship are sort of half a yard quicker, both mentally and physically, we've tended to so far been hoofing it up to our one striker up at the front, which you know sometimes it put, comes off, but you know if the midfielders out there to back him up. It just comes straight back to us. So, yeah. it, it, you know, we're still sort of in a le- on a steep learning curve. Rotherham's the traditional long northern trip for Millwall, and we always struggle. It seems to me when we come come to Rotherham, both at the New York Stadium now and um, and traditionally at Millmore. So, um, I think just looking at a piece of paper here, the last time we met, Rotherham um, did a league double over Millwall. So you must be hopeful on Sunday. Well, you're always hopeful. I mean, uh, we were hopeful on Tuesday against Hull, but we gave them too much respect. And, mm. you know, we could have got a draw in the last knock-ins. But, you know, the uh, first 45, they gave them far too much respect. And uh, then the game was lost. But, I mean, the last time we played, what would that have been? February 15? Yeah, 2014-15, according to this. Um, yeah, and uh, I think we won 2-1 with a goal in the 85th minute. Yeah. That is one thing about the lads. They will go on. They don't uh, not, you know, they do keep going for the 90-odd minute or whatever. You know, they are. we do tend to score quite a lot of late goals, or have done recently. It's a nice stadium. I think it holds about twenty twenty four thousand. I think was the capacity. It was oh nice... no 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 no, not as big as that. Is it's it not the size of that? Twenty twelve thousand and odd. Is it? Um, yeah yeah. I thought it was a different. Must um, be a different ground. I'm thinking of. Yeah yeah. Okay. But no, it's it's a it's a nice uh, little stadium. I mean, you know, good views all around. Good atmosphere there. Yeah. And uh, that's what's good about being in the championship because most of the teams fill out the away end. So. You do get a really good atmosphere in there. Yeah. And it's a lovely carpet to play on. I mean, the one the groundsman won the uh, pitch of the year last year in that league, uh, one, and has always been up there uh, in the championship uh, in winning prizes for it. It's a carpet, yeah. absolute carpet. So, Peter, we've got to kick it off at 12.30 on a Sunday, isn't it, Jordan? I'd like to have gone up uh, <laughs> I know. I mean, the only thing I can think of is at that game, I don't know if you remember... But it was, I mean, that was the season, unfortunately, Millwall went down. Yeah, And some of your um, mindless minority, shall we call them, um, you know, started ripping seats out and abusing people and picking on them and causing fights outside the stadium. I think that's called getting a bit lively after the game, Joy. Yeah, and I don't know if the South Yorkshire Police have got long memories from that. That's the only thing I can think of. I mean, you know, it's the same for me. I've got to come from London, so... It's a bit of a beggar to have to come up for half past twelve on a Sunday, but you know. You're right, twelve thousand. I pictured it being a bigger stadium. Now I've got this memory of a bigger place. It looks a bigger stadium. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just twelve thousand. I think it's because it's quite well. It's quite steep, and uh, you know when it's full, it, 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 it is a. A good little ground, yeah. I, 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 my, in the 1970s, I went to Millmore. Millmore played Rotherham, and we went up. We were losing one 0 I remember forever Barry Kitchener, my great hero, scoring a last-minute goal at Millmore, 
and um, <laughs> it's one of my one of my first away games. It'd be about seventy seven, seventy eight, something like that. So um, oh. I've always I've always got every time I was in a, in a strange. I always look for Rotherham's result because it was one of my first away trips mm. I made. I mean, Millmore's still there. I don't know if you're aware. I mean, from the New York, it's only literally uh, what well, not even half a mile. You yeah. can see it, and it's not knocked down. There's still a plain surface on there. You know, yeah. it's still sort of set up, and people tend to have a little wander up there and have a look and take some photographs. You know, I don't do. You know, you can do that. We never uh, get the chance to go walking around Rotherham. There was a escorted straight to the railway station there, and I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> Me neither. She says tongue in cheek. <laughs> Joy, uh, give us a, uh, a score prediction from your end. Let us know how you think it's going to go. Well, we, we've not managed to keep a clean... Oh, no, I'm lying. We have met clean, kept a clean sheet. I doubt if we will keep a clean sheet. Uh, but we do have goals in us. We do have goals in us. I was going to say, so is, that, is, that where you're, is that where the problem lies with the defending? Because, yeah, apart from... What is it? Was it the, what, the one game? You, you are... You you do tend to sort of rack goals up, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, we have, uh, uh, like I said, um, got some new defenders in, but they're still playing the players that played last year. I mean, that's it. The majority of the team that are playing at the moment is the team that was promoted from League One last year. I mean, nothing wrong with that. I suppose you've got to give the guys the opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, show what they're made of in in the Championship. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if we can keep a clean sheet, then we're always likely to nick one, like we did against Ipswich um, when we beat them 1-0. Um uh, and like I said on Tuesday, we could have come away with a draw on that if, again, we had a couple of headers uh, that went over rather than in. Uh, so we do make the opportunities. It's just if we can keep a clean sheet, then so we're, we're going to we're going to press you on the score, Joy. We've got head on the block time. What, what's, what's the score? Uh, two one. Two one. Two one. Two yeah. two. Why not? Two <laughs> um, I'm not going to say again the lads. I'm not going to say again the lads. <laughs> thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Joy. I really appreciate it on this Friday evening uh, taking the time out to uh, to have a chat with us this evening. It's Joy, the Millwall fan from the London Millers fan club. Nine forty two slots. So to ten across the capital. This is Love Sport. Um, chaps, the orange kit. What do you make of it? I quite liked it in comparison with the awful second kit. Whoever chooses these these designs, I, I, well, there should be like a the, the court in the Hague reserved for for football kit choosers, whatever they call them. But the orange kit, I thought, um, well, it, was, it was useful on, on Wednesday night because it meant I could see the players. Yeah, so well, I thought they were stewards at one point. <laughs> Oh, useful if you're on the railway as well, doing a bit of work on the railway because you can see them for miles away. But no, I, I, I thought it was quite quite nice. Um, I don't know why we choose orange. I, I think Mill, um, obviously, blue and white being the first choice, and we should go for either a white if we really must have a third kit. And I don't really think you do have to have a third kit. Go for a yellow or something like that. Um, it's quite simple, really. It's the summer collection, isn't it? Summer collection. I, I have to say that I do think that orange kit is. It, it'll take time to grow on me if I'm honest. It's luminous, but, but it was better than that orange one we had a few years ago with a racing plus on the front. Wasn't it? <laughs> Did you not like that? Ah, oh, horrendous! It was, a, it was a dull orange. It was like a wheat. What was the truth is you don't need a third kit. Um, you know, you can choose a colour that yeah. is not going to clash with a blue and white yeah. team. Mouldy tangerine. Pink. Well, if you, you, there are c- colour choices available. You do not need a third kit. It's pure money making. 
Yeah, but greed. Yeah, what? Yeah. On the mill standard as well. I mean, we don't Unless so many you're Celtic, shirts. when you're t- when uh, when your first kit's green and white, your second kit's green, and your third kit's black and green. <laughs> but I mean, any any any. I say this as a general football point. Third kits are one of the banes of the modern game, aren't they? There's, there is no need for it. I, I don't believe there's any need for it at all. It's pure greed, and um, like many other ticket prices and paying paying your for your red button that you can't see. It's part of this general football gentrification, mate. Uh, it's 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 highwayman. It's relieving you of money for you know for, for substandard products, in my opinion. So, so so he's going to be ordering that orange kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sitting, sitting uh, on the fence with if this. I, one, the, the old, if I had twenty five nail six pack, I might still get a, get it on. You, it's an you, athletic you, piece. Yeah. Of, no, I don't wear. Yeah, just don't get him the grey one. No. No. You know, yeah. have you have you ever bought a mill shirt? I've got one retro one from Toffs. It's um it's a blue V neck um. The old badge, the, the, the patty cake lines we call them. They're both facing each other. Yeah, football. So I've got that. Um, and, but none of this modern, uh, you know, uh, nylon. You what was it? Not nylon. Well, it's not probably not made out of nylon. Uh, Does nylon still exist? I'd, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I used to bargain bucket the kits. I'm not going to lie. You used know, to what? Like, bargain bucket. What you got for last year's yeah, kit? Yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, same, like, everyone yeah. does that. But the thing I is, but the thing is now, I've got a seven year old who loves football, and my, the money for my kit now goes to him. And then his brother sees it, and his brother wants the kit, so I don't buy kits for myself anymore. Unfortunately, I think the the quality of some. I mean, it, it just looks a flimsy shirt. I mean, well, I, it's because they're made from plastic bottles and <laughs> carrier bags these days. And the, and I, the, I blame the logo that comes off in the wash. Apparently, isn't it? No, well, well, what you got to do is you got to turn it inside out, thirty degree wash. It won't ever come off. Right. Well, are oh, you listening for that, listeners? Aren't there you go. I've, I've said the best one we ever had. It was never a kit. It was the navy blue Giorgio training top. <laughs> oh yeah, With the yellow that. Giorgio. Loved yeah, that kit yeah, yeah. shirt. Giorgio it was uh, well. That's one of Theo's um, yeah. sub companies. As long as it wasn't Sergio Giorgini, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it always had the feeling that it was being sold on a market stall at Whitechapel or something. You know, mm-hmm. come get your Giorgio jeans Wembley. here. You know. Who's the um, who's the a, um, club from abroad at the moment who's got their fourth kit? Is the lucky carpet? Of uh, it's a Russian club. Yeah, that's it right. Might be Ruben it? Kazan. We should get Nick that. <laughs> but, do you know what? I'd actually buy that. There's also another one. There's a club in Spain that has I giant pictures that. of prawns. I was going to mention that. I, I thought I thought they were hot dogs, but they're prawns. No, but they're prawns. Ah. Like actual like life size. The, the club sponsors, I presume, is the prawn company. Or what? I don't know, but it'd be good. Why else would you, you put prawns what? on I your might, shirt? Like, if if I see one, I might buy one. <laughs> I might just buy one. For just just. <laughs> Hold the carpet shirt. It's only twenty quid. <laughs> carpet shirt. I think we should all get one. But the um, Spanish are going to play this their, one of their games in in America, aren't they? They're going to have a round mm. of Spanish yeah. La Liga fixtures in in the USA. Yeah. And the club captains. There must be there's like a union of club captains out of against a summit. Yeah. Um, and we obviously we had the controversial game thirty nine, which was withdrawn but I, th- I still think the Premier League would love nothing more than the round of fixtures in, in some far-flung money-making human rights-breaking zone somewhere you know that would um but would, you, would you go if there was a Millwall game in Mexico or something like that oh, like can, can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> try and keep them away <laughs> Millwall in Mexico. Well, yeah. Millwall in what well, Acapulco or somewhere. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, could, I could just Millwall see Millwall in Somalia <laughs> or somewhere like that. What could that? possibly go wrong? <laughs> or we could defend our uni in the Community Cup against Sierra Leone. <laughs> um, would I go? I, yeah, of course I'd go because it's if it was you know. <laughs> it would literally be <laughs> this what, bizarre it idea. Would literally be Ross Kempon game <laughs> tonight. I'm watching Millwall in uh, in Palestine, downtown Miami. <laughs> 
<laughs> if it was on the red button, I might watch it at home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this one you're not going to want to miss. <laughs> Millwall I'm, fans angry when burgers are replaced by funny bits of meat with prunes inside them. A whole yeah. round of football league fixtures with Rotherham playing some <laughs> place in the middle of the Far East somewhere. I can't see that coming off somehow. Yeah. But well, um, you, you look at you look at a controversy where they're doing the Carabao Cup draw in some. That, land, but some that, that's just, that's going crazy, I don't get it? why we're trying to mess with it. I it's it's just. It's another thing they're trying to mess with. I mean, I've I've freely admitted and said the day my club joined the European Super League, the day I stopped joining, uh, I stopped following them and I stopped supporting them. That's it. It's done. I'm I'm done because then it just shows that they're, they're out for money. We know their money uh, grabbing, uh, money grabbing, uh, uh, beeps. Yep. You know, right now already, but still, that that's it. I'm done. I'm we finished. we were saying um we were saying outside before the show that they're. We know we know it's the cliche, and you know we know there's the whole like grassroots of football, etc. But I think if you still want to get that old-fashioned atmosphere, you these days you probably would have to go non-league to to, to really. I'd, not, I'd say League One, League Two, <laughs> even to, Championship. To, 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 championship level is so different to Premier League. Yeah, some some real. I mean, you know, include us in in that statement. There, there are clubs that are real. I mean, even to joking aside, Rotherham's. Yeah, of course. The, yeah. These are small town clubs that do represent their their town and city. Um, I, I just wonder. I'm just looking at the Premier League table. Manchester City be, topping the table. Is is that representing anyone? I, I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. This is what happened to me this week. So I was uh, offered to go to Huddersfield versus Cardiff to to work on it, to commentate on okay. it. Okay, and I took it. I was then later on in the week offered Nottingham Forest versus Birmingham City, five thirty on the Saturday. And do you know what? I was desperately trying to get out of that Premier League game because I'm not interested. It's no. boring. It's just two teams that are going to try and play for a draw because they're so desperate to stay in this league. Yeah. Uh, because they'll make you know X Y Z amount of money and blah blah blah. Great, yeah, lovely. It's boring, boring, boring. It's, stuff. It's, it's like, I'd rather go and watch Forest Birmingham yeah. because you know what? I'll see a bit of passion. It's a traditional club between yeah, a traditional game between two traditional clubs who are going to go and and it's competitive. You can't you oh, can't pull really? that game beforehand. But yeah. if it was if you're watching Manchester City like we, Huddersfield they, they demolished them is it 6-0? 6-1 6-1 yeah, well that's that's going to be pretty much the procession of the Premier League season isn't it and um, where's the joy where's the fun whereas yeah I mean the Championship it is a competitive league on your point Aaron with the um, with the like teams playing for a draw there, there was a thing on the, um, I can't remember the, the sports station Instagram it was but it was um, you know when they do the would you do this or this would you have this manager or that manager that kind of thing and one of the choices were would you rather win the FA Cup and it showed everyone on the pitch holding up the FA Cup at Wembley fire was going off and then the other half of the picture was qualify for the Champions League and you think how on earth is that even hmm. like for, from a fan's point of view it's just I'm, devalued I'm, the FA Cup exactly though. exactly and I, know, and I know there's and I know there's always the argument with the FA Cup's lost some of its shine and now it's like the Emirates FA Cup so you know there's that element where it might side out a little bit but there's still the will, element will you, football you've, you've change because we you know we, I feel like we, we and I mean everyone have been moaning along this subject for many many years and it doesn't change in fact no, it gets more and more maxed out with yet another you know um, empty spectacle at the top and yeah. you know I, I, I quite enjoy watching Manchester City play but it's not like you're you know what the result's going to be before they set foot on the pitch half the time so it's not like you're seeing any any drama or any contest yeah and I will say not being too judgmental on the, on the Spanish game I was actually quite surprised that they have sort of protested because they've got such especially with Barcelona and Madrid because they've got this such global appeal mm. when they're, and they're always sort of playing in Europe aren't they like for whatever competition or they go on these pre-season tours to America and they're so used to not playing in Spain Yeah, I was actually quite surprised that those were two of the clubs who were who 
wanted to keep some of the integrity of the Spanish league. They do it in US sports. I mean, I noticed the uh, the Major League Baseball going to come over next year, play a, a, a regular season game in London. They do it with the NFL, don't they? Play the American football at Wembley and Spurs, I guess, once their stadium's done. Do you so reckon people are looking at that? Like, the, the, the powers that be, some, you know, people like Richard Scudamore and, and those who run Liga and looking at it going, hey, the NFL are sort of franchising that. And that's what it is. Yeah, it's it football works. franchising. It, it works. And, and the angry thing for me is, again, the FA always said that they'd outlaw this after the whole Wimbledon, Milton Keynes debacle. That's it. It's never going to happen again. Well, you're letting it happen. You're just letting it happen Money in a different context. It, the so. power doesn't rest with the FA, though, in the end. If, if the likes of, I know, you're a United fan, but if the, those the clubs at that level, City, United, um, Liverpool, at that level, my, my they call the, the shots. To do it. They call the shots. My club will be one of the first to do it because they don't care about the fans. Do you know what? Funny enough, I was, uh, I was on my... I've changed my, my Mac book this year, hmm. and I was on my old one. And I was just looking through, you know, you have like documents and stuff yeah, like that. I was looking old through things my you've written and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was looking through my uni work. Mm. And I did a piece in 2016, just after United had been knocked out of the Europa League by Liverpool, uh, on reasons why I'm falling out of love with my football club. <laughs> and do you know what? I've read it today and I've felt more and more attached to it and I thought, you know what, this is so true. It's I've fallen sad. out of love with my football club every single day it's and it's sad. so sad. Um, you know, there's, there's many dimensions to this thing, but it's, it's just the endless power of money. Uh, where does it end? I don't know. I mean, you know, at what point does it become so pumped up that even the European uh, Champions League now, <clears throat> there's only a small number of teams going to win it, and you've got this vast contest that goes nowhere apart from the final, you know, quarter-final stage. For, that's the only part that's really remotely interesting. The group stages don't hold any great, you know, attraction. And the, and the thing is as well, if you, if, you, if you get a club, for example like like Millwall and, and Rotherham I mean to a degree yeah we, we had a great season last year it was fantastic but you're saying about Champions League it's so detached now when when, when would we all jokes aside when would we ever realistically get anywhere near that I don't, I don't think we would the only thing just to totally contradict everything we've just been saying is I'm just looking at the, the Premier League table and there's only two games gone but Arsenal's for, full from bottom <laughs> <laughs> West Ham on the relegation. That'd be fantastic. They got relegated, wouldn't they? Oh, I wouldn't <laughs> oh, imagine West Ham, obviously. But I, 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 Arsenal and Millwall on the I red can't. button. <laughs> Arsenal versus Millwall Cardiff. live from Baghdad. Cardiff are above Arsenal. <laughs> so it wouldn't be fantastic. But oh, I, mean, I mean, genuinely, football gentrification, football uh, uh, flobalisation and, and franchising, it, it, I'm just anti-franchise football. I, I will, that's it. I'm done. If my club do it, we are done. The logical conclusion would be in 2022 when they play a World Cup in the Desert Kingdom. Exactly. Qatar. Be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. Really well. Thank you very much, gents. You're welcome, Aaron. It's it's been good to see absolute you. Pleasure. Likewise, it's been pretty. Make sure you catch up on On Demand via lovesportradio.com. Have a great weekend. I'm looking at the clock on the wall and I can't tell the time, but apparently it's nearly time for the news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 